Greetings, listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm Bob Mitch, and we're back with Mr. Thomas Parham, who you might have heard in some of our group roundtables. So welcome, Thomas. Thanks, Bob. Um, so I, I just want to dive into superheroes, because you do so many cool superheroes. Now, you've probably heard the program, I always ask, what got you into costuming? What got me into costuming? I was a long-time lurker. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... You know, as a kid, you want to be a superhero. It's just, face it, uh, we were talking about Spider-Man earlier, but I think Spider-Man was the first Halloween costume. My mom made it for me from the 60s series. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which I'm glad they keep using the theme song and movies oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> the costumes may change, the actors may change, but that theme song is eternal. It is. It um, is. But anyway, I was a longtime lurker on the League of Heroes, and then uh, seven years ago, my dad passed away after mm. uh, due to complications from Parkinson's. And I was probably what you would call clinically depressed. Sure. And I, I ran into a mutual friend of ours, Damien Bureau, at We shopped at the same comic book store. Mm-hmm. But I knew him from the boards that I'd been lurking on. Right, right, right. And so I got to know him a little bit. We've become really good friends. And I tell him, you really helped pull me out of that funk. But I started tagging along with him to you know, some charity events and eventually getting up the, uh, the my first Dragon Con. I wasn't planning to wear any costumes at all. Mm. But just in case. Just in case. Just in case I packed an older a Green Lantern costume I had bought. And I found out very quickly. I wore it like the last day. Yeah, I think it was the last day of the con. Mm. You have much more fun at Dragon Con in costume than out of costume. Well, I can imagine. I've never um, been, but I can't imagine. Can, oh, dude, yeah. you gotta go. I, I know, I know. You and Terry have to check it out. People keep saying. It's nerdy girl. So, so it appears, yeah. D- different vibe than Comic-Con, though. Right? Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. Comic-Con's about... Comic-Con has been taken over by the corporations, by the studios, by the television networks, trying to show their latest wares. Yeah. And a lot of times... There's always big buzz about something and when the show premieres bow wow mm-hmm. with insults to real canines mm-hmm. or the movie comes out and it's just terrible right i won't mention names you know what i'm talking about R- rarely does it match the hype but dragon con's about the fans and mm-hmm. so there are panels of shows and movies that are successful and uh it's just much more fan friendly and it's like a big party i mean mm-hmm. that first dragon con i was out way too late with some of my Battlestar galactica buddies nice. in flight suits walking the streets of atlanta and we ran into like at 5 a.m we ran into ray park it's like it's Darth Maul. nice <laughs> nice what, what year was that by the way uh that was in 97 97 not, not, not 97, 07. I was going to say, that's more than six, seven years ago there. <laughs> no, I always get these years. The, the odds mess me up, man. <laughs> so, uh, so before the convention thing, were you like, uh, did you dress up for Halloween or any mess? Not really, no. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I did 
I had a Legolas costume, and one year at the university, for one of the art professors had a had a costume party mm-hmm. for Halloween, so I broke out the Legolas costume for that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, years later, one of the students uh, borrowed it for a sketch to play me. Nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> it was nice. kind of funny. Cute. But um, but now, did mm-hmm. uh, oh no no no. I take that back. When I first moved to L.A. in 95, uh, I worked in Paramount's licensing division. Right. And for our work costume party, right. I made the mistake of actually wearing a Deep Space Nine costume, which I was told was a big no-no. What, okay? Why? Because we worked on the merchandise for oh. the shows. And then at a friend's Halloween party the previous weekend, I had worn a Robin costume, mm-hmm. which uh, Robin is my all-time favorite hero. Dick Grayson Robin. Although I'm fond of Tin Break Robin too, but Dick Grayson, having grown up watching Batman 66, right? you know, when I was a boy, I didn't want to be Batman. I want to be Robin, man. Interesting. Wow. So, so Ro- you're, you're kind of like Kelly like that. I know Kelly's a big fan of Robin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, so you're saying Robin is your favorite hero. Robin... Slash Nightwing is my favorite hero of all really? time. Yep. So and and do you? I've never seen As Dick Grayson. I've never really seen you do Robin. There. I have done it uh-huh. when they had all those Batman videos a couple years ago yeah. at Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, I got some pictures of those. All right, all right. <laughs> so and I went to a friend's Halloween party a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Another podcast I contribute to, but uh, no, love Robin, and I have some. Robin costumes, some of which are on display. One of which kind of freaks me out when I walk into the study. It's like, oh, that's right, it's the Nightwing costume. Okay, never mind. So, do you, I mean, do you uh, have a particular era of Robin you like? Is it like the the sixties, sixty six Robin? Or I like this. I mean, the sixty six Robin was my introduction to the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the Tim Drake costume, mm-hmm. which was the basis for the Robin Forever costume, sure. and also uh, the Nightwing costume. The the I have fondness for the first appearance Nightwing, the circus yeah. styled Nightwing, mm-hmm. and I've never seen anybody do V two Nightwing. That mm-hmm. was with the uh, the crazy wing type things underneath, right? But uh, the version three, the black kind of the standard Robin, the black with the blue, uh, the basis for the for the uh, Batman and Robin Redbird costume. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the you know that's. The, the Nightwing costume, I think most people associate with the character. Yeah. And that's yeah, the one that's been more merchandised because of the animated series, etc. Sure. sure, sure. So, okay. it's a great costume. No, it's it's uh, it's always good to see some love for Robin. I mean, I like Robin too, but as a kid, I was I was all about Batman. If you had maybe two, I've been. never. I like Batman. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he did take in you know Robin and right. Dick Grayson as his ward, but I've always been a Robin. I've always been a Dick Grayson person, just like it, Batman and Superman. I've always been more of a Superman person than a Batman person. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman's got that darkness, which is really not me. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, unless you're talking again, you're your Silver Age Batman, but uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> well, Batmite. <laughs> yeah, with Batman. No, I I grew up reading all those back issues, so like that that Batman from the '50s and '60s and early '70s was was my Batman in a lot of ways. Although, oh, interesting. Yeah, even though that you had the '80s and Dark Knight uh, was just coming out around that time, right? Uh, my dad wouldn't let me read it for a long time. Oh, and so I mostly knew Super Friends Batman, and I caught the Batman movie, but not the series, because the series isn't shown in my area. It's really interesting. I just did a research paper for uh, the, the National Popular, Popular Culture Association Conference mm-hmm. on Superman, looking at specifically how in the 75 years of the character, 76 now, but you, we see him reinvented quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Lois and Clark, Romantic Comedy, Smallville, Coming of Age, Man of Steel, Science Fiction. And one of the problems with Superman is 
He's so much harder than Batman because he's an alien, he's too powerful, whereas Batman is human, instantly more relatable. Mm-hmm. And I've had a long, uh, long-running long uh, discussion, air quotes, with one of my former students. He's an actor. But uh, he loves Batman. And I told him Batman may be more popular, but Superman was first. And that's the thing. Superman was the very first superhero. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, including Batman was a successor yeah i mean i can see that i know that um i mean in my mind superman's always been more popular but i'm biased because i've always been more of a superman guy than a batman guy well if you, but um, by the numbers though just the fact that when superman f- returns the fifth big screen superman movie comes out mm-hmm. and that stalled we got two more batman films after that before they figured out oh we might need to re completely reboot this finally after so we've had Let's see, the first four... We've had seven Batman films, mm-hmm. and we've had now six Superman films. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get this hybrid thing. Hybrid thing, yeah. Yeah. I'm so, let, I, him I, have, I, let him have his own sequel. Come on. I, I, I kind of wish they'd, uh, they'd call it World's Finest, but we know they won't do that. Um, no. They, uh, I, well, but to me, it's also about timing. I feel like there's been times in history Superman was King of the Hill. He mm-hmm. was more popular than Batman. But you're right. It's, it does seem in the last, what, ten... 20 years that Batman's sort of taken the crown. Well, there's this perception that Batman's cool and Superman is not. Right. Because he's a a Boy Scout. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of ironic that Captain Marvel, who we are both big fans of, that Captain Marvel, DC successfully sued Mm -hmm. and got the publisher, the publisher was ordered to stop making, you know, comics. Mm -hmm. But those characters... There's red in their costumes, there's yellow in their costumes, and that's about it. Completely different story. They must have had really good lawyers at DC. And then ironically, when they do get the rights back, when DC acquires Fawcett and gets the characters rights, they can't market him as Captain Marvel because Marvel's got their Captain Marvel. It's like, okay, so that's what we call a self-inflicted gunshot wound, DC. You did this thinking they were always going to be your competitor, and once you absorb them, now you've left... You're left with a character who can't say his own name, Shazam, or he gets struck by magic lightning. Well, I mean, he, he can. You just can't slap the merchandise and the title of the cover on Right. It, that's all. Well, but no, but they're they're calling the character Shazam now. No, no, no. I heard that. And I, uh, I, I, hate, hate I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And and this latest take, this new 52 take on it, it's like, don't yeah. get me started. It, it's, it, it makes me very angry. Smacks are trying too hard. I agree. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. Um so, what was your first major costume beyond Green Lantern? Because I've seen you in all these great yeah. costumes. And- it, it's funny. Green Lantern, when I was, uh, after I had graduated from the Naval Academy, mm-hmm. I had made a Green Lantern costume for Halloween that year, or had commissioned one for Halloween that year. And a buddy and I went, there are great places to shoot at the Naval Academy, and mm-hmm. there's a big, huge uh, navigation light that happens to be green. Nice. So, that was one nice. of them. But I was... Uh, I was assistant officer representative for the humor magazine I had edited. And so for the issue before I went to my Navy training schools, they put me in the back cover, you know, a Naval officer headshot. And then, but by night, you know, (laughs) defender of Annapolis monuments. Nice. Nice. So green lantern has a special place. And John Stewart was DC's first black superhero. Yeah, and do you do the contact lenses, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Your eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I believe in going all the way. Yeah, no, very true. At least when it comes to costumes. Uh, so, uh, what like is there a like? That's the thing about doing a comic book character that isn't 
right out of media. Like a lot of the things I see you do, they are straight out of the page. They're not mm-hmm. on the screen. Does that give you a lot of freedom in terms of your choice, or do you feel like you're kind of it depends? It depends what the audience is. I mean, thank goodness for Justice League animated series mm-hmm. because the decision that the, the, the Bruce Tim and the other producers made to use John Stewart instead of Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. That meant that there's an entire generation of kids and their parents who know who John Stewart is. I sure. mean, it's, there's still the random people who don't know, but mm-hmm. the ones who are a little, little savvy do know. Mm-hmm. Just like, thank goodness for the Marvel movies, because Falcon is the first person you see in Winter Soldier. Yeah. I mean, literally the first character you see. Mm-hmm. And it's such a strong supporting role. Mm-hmm. And I think he's signed for six movies, so wow. we Holy will see crap. him in more sequels mm-hmm. for Cap. And he's not supposed to be in Avengers too, but we'll see him. So Falcon will be, you know. And are we are we going to see more of the costume? Is that finally going to happen? Because that I did miss that. I well, my my comic shop owner is convinced that since the since that that prototype suit was destroyed, mm-hmm. Stark will be. We'll make the new one, which mm-hmm. will probably have red and white in it, more right. traditional Falcon colors. So. All right. But since the uh, the Marvel movies have taken a lot of their cues from the Ultimate Universe, mm-hmm. and that's kind of consistent with what his costume looks like in the Ultimates. Uh, what what he was wearing in Winter Soldier? Yeah, mm-hmm. black and olive drab. <laughs> Emphasis on the drab. Uh, it's like they, they they always want to shy away from the color, and I'm like, guys, they're nah, heroes. Well, come on. We, Again, Hawkeye's costume, very much like the one from Ultimates, which is bled into the Marvel Earth 626 or whatever. And I never understood why they put their prime Earth as 626 or something. I, I understand why certain costumes won't translate per se. Um, and sometimes you have to make compromises, and that's fine. Like, I consider Iron Man and Thor acceptable compromises. Uh, but well, come on, how many, we've seen so many versions of that. And, and Iron Man, you're right. There's a lot of, and they're Iron selling Man. them all at Sideshow. I mean, but I've you know, what I mean, we didn't get the classic gold, red circle in the chest. That classic '70s Iron Man that I think of whenever I think of Iron Man. But um, and actually, Spider Man, the latest Spider Man, his costume finally feels kind of right. Like it's like, hey, they, they that is much more of a traditional yes. Spider Man costume. They corrected the swishiness of yes, the yes, first yes. movie, which I didn't care. The for. the asymmetry. Yeah. Although there's something about that the uh, the ASM one costume. There's something about it I really kind of like. Really? Yeah. Okay. My biggest issue. My biggest beef, no belt. Okay, that's okay. That's <laughs> second, second biggest, biggest issue. issue. My biggest issue with with both trilogy, I'm just gonna call them both trilogies. Both trilogies costumes is that they do not look like something a high school kid would make. Oh, of course not. That bugs the crap. Of, out of course me. not. Yeah, <laughs> bugs the crap. He's supposed yeah. to have made it himself. I'm like, give me a break. Like, well, I man. love. I think the best montage of I, I rewatched the Lois and Clark pilot for the paper, but the fact that they show Ma Kent making all these yep. different costumes yeah. for Clark until mm-hmm. they find the right one, mm-hmm. and then she brings the S out from the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Man of Steel, they clearly show that hey, it's alien technology, alien design. Mm-hmm. You know, this was not made by human. But yeah, yeah, no high school unless they're a prodigy or Edna Mode's uh, star right. pupil. Right, right, not gonna happen. Yeah, and the idea that he would be washing it in a laundromat. Oh yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> I, again, that's what Peter did in the comics. I like it. Just you wouldn't wash that suit, suit in a laundromat. In a laundromat. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, okay, so you, you do stick to a certain, like, range of here's the most popular version of this costume that people know in the comic or cartoon. Generally speaking, I try to, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's just easier that way. And it depends if it, 
you know, if it's a charity event, for example, uh, thanks to Young Justice and in the DC universe before the New 52, we briefly had a black Aqualad. That's right. Yeah. But because Young Justice was popular and on for a couple of seasons, you know, Aqualad is a character I've done a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So, and very convenient to do it for a 4th of July picnic when it's freaking hot outside. Yes, yes. Very true. Last year, I was going to... Uh, with Kelly and his girlfriend was house sitting mm -hmm. and I'd forgotten I brought a change of clothes but forgot to bring shorts mm -hmm. so I ended up staying in my aqua tights and <laughs> Kelly's like why don't you take some pictures and Amy got this awesome picture of me coming out of the water nice nice, nice. <laughs> so uh, um so uh let me let me uh, move on from Green Lantern to well you know let's go right to Big Wow well let's talk about steel 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 Yes, last year's Superman 75 group. Um, Kelly was putting together the Superman 75 group, and I told him, oh, I don't steal. And he's like, really? How are you going to do that? There was this, uh, I think after Superman Returns came out, Ruby's, that wonderful purveyor mm. of <laughs> yeah. expensive yet low-quality costumes. Right. <laughs> Is that petty? <laughs> but they had this they had this Superman Grand Heritage costume, and I, I'm, I'm a vulture when it comes to used costumes, mm -hmm. if I can get a good price. Mm -hmm. And they, it was a good price. And when I got it, I'm like, you know, this is terrible. But I like the way the cape was connected to the chest piece. And I'm like, wow, this is a terrible Superman costume. But if I paint this silver, it would be an awesome base for a steel costume. Huh. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the, you, you sprayed it? You didn't do I, it? I got some... Uh, I didn't airbrush it. I, I've become quite proficient with an airbrush mm -hmm. but i used uh metallic uh paint that mm -hmm. would go on uh it's not rubber but plasticky whatever the material is mm -hmm. but yeah i just painted it painted all the you know the sculpted muscles silver and mm -hmm. used a silver bodysuit and then uh to give it a little bit more distinction i painted the brief section pewter by hand and also the s uh the red part of the s i painted pewter and the yellow part was the right the silver of the rest of the costume and probably the most difficult part and this was kind of cool mm -hmm. is i got a bald wig and then our friend our mutual friend kelby norman uh i put it on me and attached it and then i also bought these like carpet tacks but i cut the ends off mm -hmm. and then we used uh uh prosade to to uh, glue them onto the bald cap as rivets. Yeah, and no. them on, and it worked out pretty well. Visually, it was great. So, um, hey, oh, and what? Tell me the hammer again. Uh, the hammer I used. Uh, one of our new theater pro, one of our new theater pros, Chris Keen, is a big nerd, and so when I I get stuck in a costuming issue, I'll ask him, okay, so if one were to do this costume, mm. how would one approach it? And he said conduit <laughs> and so i just went to ash by my house mm -hmm. bought conduit had them cut cut it in half it was a huge piece but had them cut it in half mm -hmm. i still got half i can spray painted it <laughs> i used a thor hammer nice. spray painted it after that stupid thing kept going off in the van on the I, way I up remember. i yeah. found out that there was an off switch <laughs> yep nice that's why you always read the instructions kids mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah i repurposed a thor hammer <laughs> As you should, as you should, which means, of course, Steel is worthy. <laughs> yes, Steel is very worthy. Is oh, great. my goodness, we watched that awful Shaq movie at uh, oh, yeah, the, Sam's... The 97 Steel movie. Ugh. Yeah. A, Shaq, as a basketball player, don't quit your day job, dude. You're not a great actor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and 
Wow. It was just... That was from the guy who did V? I Seriously? Know, I know. What? I An know. alien nation? Shocks me. Dude. Shocks me. Dude. Were you just slowing for cash or did you have like Work alimony or... Mm-hmm. And I, it blows my mind that uh, we didn't get any more Superman films in that time, but we get Steel. Yeah. yeah it's like the Catwoman of... It really was. <laughs> Except good. for it actually had to do with the... Had a little bit to do with the character. Mm-hmm. You know... Uh, Unlike her, I, I still haven't seen that movie because yeah, it had nothing to do with the character at all. Yeah, no, no. no. Did I, they even mention Batman at all? I can't tell you because I never saw Catwoman. There, that's one of like the three or four superhero bother? films I refuse to watch. Yeah, why bother? Yeah, Elektra and Catwoman and a few others. Are, oh, I just, seriously, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Guys, too line. short. Well, no, Steel, was, <laughs> Steel, was, Steel was fun though. I I just had a friend <laughs> asking me about that today. It's mm-hmm. like. He wants to do a Reign of the Superman group sometime. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So you'd you break out steel and they do... Yeah, I could see it. That'd be... Yeah. Eradicator, Cyborg, Superman, yeah, yeah. and Superboy. Superboy. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a good group. I could see it. Um, so, along the same lines of metallic uh, characters, uh, let's talk Cyborg, which uh, I saw... Cyborg. You at, uh, oh, City boy. Yeah, I've worn Cyborg a couple of times. Uh Last Raptor City of Hope, I'm like, yeah, I need to really get hit the gym hard. It's like that costume leaves nothing to the imagination no, no, at all. Yeah, so, no. but and again, Cyborg's one of DC's flagship African American characters. In fact, thanks to the New Fifty Two, he's one of the founding seven members of the Justice League. I've noticed they've really been doing a lot with him lately. I saw he had a prominent role in uh, Justice League War. Uh, they had him guest star in Smallville a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, new that new Teen Titans series he's on there. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. When we were there, I was surprised how many kids knew you as Cyborg, um, and just were flipping out over that. And I was like, wow, because to me, he, he, I always think of him as more of like a background character. And the, no, he's his star is rising, and mm-hmm. they've cast the actor to play Cyborg in. Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel 2 colon Justice <laughs> It's not League. Justice League yet but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't So you know they you know aside from the fact that he's uh an ethnic hero because it's the 21st century and because of the nature of the character the feeling from the higher ups at Time Warner and DC Comics is that he is a he is a hero for this era. So um you know the way I miss the classic New Teen Titans, the Wolfman Perez run, the mm-hmm. New 52 eradicated, I mean, basically undid all of that. Some mm-hmm. of the characters still exist, but they were never in that specific group, which makes me Is this sad. like straight reboot or is this what did Oh, you yeah, do? straight reboot. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah. We still don't know where Garth is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the original Aqualad, mm-hmm. also known as Tempest, he's MIA. Donna Troy is MIA. Uh, Wally West is getting ready to be reintroduced as an ethnic character, which. Mm-hmm. The way to get diversity in comics is not to change white characters into black characters or Asian. I just hate that approach. It just makes people unhappy and mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Just introduce a new character. Yeah, just introduce a new character and yeah. make them a, a viable. I mean, Cyborg wasn't based on anybody else. Right, right. Yeah. And yet, you know, Steel wasn't based on anybody. There was another character with the name Steel, but it was not anything like that character. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was he was created to be. The Black Superman, of course, you know, the trick of that whole storyline was the ultimate ratings trick. I mean, kill Superman for a cheap ratings yeah, point. Right. And then you can figure out... For me, I talked about this at one of the panels at uh, PCA. For me, 
The death of Superman storyline wasn't that interesting. You know, it's just this huge fight scene and yeah. Superman ends up dead. For me, the aftermath was kind of cool. What mm-hmm. do you do in a world without Superman? Mm-hmm. What happens? Do people lose faith? Do they lose hope? Mm-hmm. Do other people have to rise up to the challenge? And mm-hmm. that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, the reign of the Superman storyline was was interesting and no, of course yeah. anybody who couldn't figure out the cyborg was probably not a good guy mm. smack yourselves yeah 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 true um but how did you go about putting together the cyborg costume oh um brian parsley uh also known as ga it's a ga florida or green arrow fl i can't remember he's going by brer bear brian on facebook these days but I commissioned him to do the bodysuit, and then he did the bodysuit, the gloves, all the you know the the bracers, mm-hmm. the armbands, the the boots. He he blinged them out, mm-hmm. and then Laban Bordero in uh, the UK had done a head cast of me several years ago, and I was mm-hmm. visiting him, mm-hmm. and so he did the mask. Nice. And that is not. I feel sorry for any of those Batmen. Because, man, having half my face covered causes mm-hmm. the other half to sweat profusely. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine having the whole thing covered. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, I, I understand <clears throat> all too well. But I'm hoping to, uh, you know, if I can keep up with my fitness res- regimen and, you know, replacing, you know, feeling more comfortable in that costume, as comfortable as you can feel when you're wearing the equivalent of garters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It did look good, though. I mean, I, I, you represented the characters I see him very well. Um, I have uh, talked to Brian about commissioning the new uh, the new 52 Cyborg post the origin story mm-hmm. is, much, is much less mechanical. It's more doable. Right. Uh, John Clark does an amazing first appearance new 52 cyborg it's and he's a big he's like 6263 mm-hmm. so it's you know it's iron man unwieldy okay <laughs> but it's right. very cool very comic accurate but the uh his second costume is much more it's more of a bodysuit with some metal parts instead mm-hmm. of and it's more covered up <laughs> yeah which helps, which helps a lot. Yeah, isn't most of that suit like leather, as I recall? Or yeah, the bodysuit's leather. Mm-hmm. I found some leather on sale at Tandy and shipped it to Brian, and he still has a bunch, which will be used for the second one. Nice. nice. Um, it's too funny. Uh, why am I blanking this room? Uh, Darkstone, Dave Darkstone, Ross loves the. He has a lot of costumes that there's not a lot to mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Buona Beast. It's like it's basically you and a animal print bikini or trunk or whatever right right and, and a mask mm-hmm. don't forget the mask don't forget the mask yeah i gotta cover something or um, weapon x <laughs> he, he likes that but he's a wrestler so he's used to being in shape at the drop of a pin um out, out of all your costumes what would you say the most difficult or challenging one was probably so the most complex is heimdall and steven meisner uh, created that for me and did an amazing job. And just again, he and uh, his girlfriend Kit Quinn uh, helped out a lot with that. But yeah, uh, again, because there's the helmet, mm-hmm. which I mean, he had to do the whole thing because you know, there's not you can't just go to the store and hey, I want to buy a Heimdall helmet, right? And so, uh, they had to do a headcast for that. And then there's the sh- basically the armor and the skirt and 
just again lots of pieces mm-hmm. and i've only worn that twice because there's lots of moving pieces and it's just heavy it's not heavy but it's just unwieldy and add the sword mm-hmm. when i when i he was in san diego at the time so that year when i took Heimdall home, mm-hmm. I barely had enough room in my car for all the pieces. Sure, sure. Just because the sword itself had to slide in between the passenger seat angled to the back seat. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is huge. No, no, I remember. And yeah. then, you know, keeping the uh, the helmet on the, dump, on the you know, the my head cast and the other pieces aren't quite as bad. But yeah, it's just very complex, lots of pieces, lots of... What was it stuff uh, primarily made out of? Um, a lot of it's uh, foam. Oh, yeah, just what L L two hundred. I don't ask me the technical stuff. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a paint guy. All My right. specialty is boots, man. All right, no, <laughs> but I... um, but yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's so. Therefore, it is really light, and it's mm-hmm. not that uncomfortable. Except for once you put that helmet on, it becomes instantly uncomfortable. True. It's funny. I was watching. Uh, oh. I heard uh, Hemsworth at uh, Wizard World Sacramento back in uh, March, and somebody asked him why he didn't wear the helmet more. He said, because you try to fight in it, and you knock the helmet off with your sword. They realize, okay, this is like the ceremonial helmet, but if he's going to do battle, he's got to take it off. Interesting. Otherwise, yeah, I noticed he only really wears it like that one scene. And in the I, first movie. Yep. I keep wanting to see him in it a little more, but I guess they figured yeah, it, it had nothing to do with, it was basically the practicality. It's just, you know, thunk, thunk, helmet goes rolling. Interesting. Not very comfortable. Um, so in that now there's a case of doing a character that was right off screen. Yes. Versus right off the page. Yes. Now, was that... A massively different thing to go back with you where you were trying to be like it's got to be stitch exact the look of well you wanted it to be and because steven is a, is a perfectionist right. it was exactly i mean friends of mine wrote thor and i sent one of them a picture and he's like dude that's awesome very cool <laughs> but uh yeah that's you know and people know mm-hmm. i mean and being being anal and a bit of per- perfectionist, I got the gold contacts. Mm-hmm. So actually, it's the same kind of like in Twilight. But right, right. Whoever wants to cosplay Twilight needs to be smacked. Is it uh, is it really difficult to wear those colored contacts? Not really. I I do wear contacts. So mm-hmm. the scleras, the ones that cover your whole eye, those are a pain. Mm-hmm. The, the the worst part about those, aside from actually wearing them, is jamming them in your eye because mm-hmm. you have to pull out your lid and shove them in and ugh. Yeah. They're not fun. No, that doesn't sound like fun. But they look great. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. They sure look they great. Do. But, uh, um, no, but because people knew Thor, mm-hmm. and they knew who the big black dude was, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, I read some of the comments. One of my former students, I guess it was on, is it, oh, what are the things that the kids use? Not Pinterest. Uh, Insta- Instagram. Uh, not the, no, not that. Reddit. 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 I never, I had no idea what Reddit is. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me, it's like the front page of the internet, whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of my students, one of my former screenwriting students found my picture on Reddit and tagged me. Mm-hmm. He didn't tag me to the photo. He tagged me in a note. Nice. <laughs> it's like, thanks, dude, for blowing my cover. Nice. But he nice. said nice things otherwise, though. That's good. But, um... <laughs> But that was, uh, yeah, some of the comments I read on some of those threads were like, okay, you're crazy. A couple of women wrote very complimentary slash creepy things uh, like, uh, if I met him, I would blank his 
Whoa! Timeout interwebs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> uh, armchair critics and fans are always interesting uh, online. <laughs> yeah, they can be. Uh, they can be a help and a hindrance. I think. Um, what? What do you? How do you approach research for a character when you're putting together? Like, I mean, do you do what Scott does, like a stalker book? And you put together like all these various reference points and angles on a character. Like, okay, I got to make sure to get, you know, uh, whatever the height of this boot or length of this. Oh, interesting. Kind of thing. Um, for I just premiered for Free Comic Book Day uh, a Falcon that was kind of a hybrid. Um, we talked about the movie costume being mm-hmm. kind of drab. So my goal was, if you were going to do Falcon, in, if we were going to see Falcon in a Marvel movie, what would that costume look like? And so I got in touch with Chris Mueller, a.k.a. Nerd Taylor, Mm -hmm. and he's working for God Save the Queen Fashions now, Catherine Mm -hmm. in Georgia. So we had, um, I had all the different costumes, the red and white costumes. His first costume was green and but all the different red and white costumes, the four versions of Falcon. So Chris and I just went, I told him, my basic concept is take a vest like Hawkeye's, Mm -hmm. make it red and white. And then red pants, not unlike what Cap wears in Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, bracers, again, bracers and gloves, again, not unlike what Cap wears in Avengers. And uh, I have wings. I, I just commissioned some new wings that are being made. But the wings I have, Kelly Del Cambre made for me. But that was kind of the basic concept. So mm-hmm. Chris and I went back and forth several times looking at all the different concept arts. What's really kind of cool is what we settled on after about four, at least four different attempts is very similar to what uh, they're using on Avengers Assemble, which is also very similar to the third red and white version of the costume. Hmm. And I think they've gone back to it in the comics, too, because I saw a poster for Inhumanity mm-hmm. where he's kind of gone back to that costume. So it's basically mostly red with a white wedge at top. Mm-hmm. And then the kind of hybrid thing, we left it sleeveless. Mm-hmm. And then we're using, uh, we've got white bracers and gloves, although I have gold bracers from a Booster Gold costume. Mm-hmm. So I have used the, I use those for my comic book style uh, for WonderCon. And uh, I know you, you work for two, uh, Free Comic Book Day, but you're wearing that suit, Big Wow, correct? Yes. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do you have anything else planned for Big Wow? Uh, just Mr. Freeze is the big thing. Right, right, right. right. So again, that's the animated series, Mr. Freeze, right? Yes, 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 yeah. Again, because I'm a vulture, somebody was letting go of a uh, Mr. Freeze animated style with the dome and the freeze freeze gun. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ooh. So I did a, uh, a friend had a, my friend Jack Conway had a costume theme for his 40th birthday party last fall. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of premiered it there and I did a makeup test. Mm -hmm. I did the makeup myself. I look forward to having a professional Kelby do it. But uh, the people at Namie's said, oh, start with silver and mix some blue in. And I know the right answer is start with titanium and mix some blue in. Oh. It was a little, but again, because it's for a costume party. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really trying to look for the, going for the look for the texture or for the skin iridescence that Arnold had for Batman and Robin. Oh. Yes, it was a terrible movie, but... Aside from the Batman on ice aspects yeah, of yeah, the yeah. costume design, mm-hmm. it's Starlight Express with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, um, the way they did his skin color was kind of cool mm-hmm. because it is kind of it's it really is it's kind of like a titanium uh, airbrush makeup with some blue in there and then some probably a powder base of more kind of iridescent uh, blue. 
So, hmm. I figured it out. Okay. And with Kelby's help, it will look awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I can't wait. I'm, and you're going to be part of the whole back group we're doing, right? So yes. That's pretty cool. We'll have at least seven people, I think, in that group. That'll be kind of kind of. I was bummed when when uh, when Kelly first said, we're going to do Batman 75 this year. It's like, dude, there's no black characters in Batman 66. <laughs> I mean, the, the few times they've had black characters in Batman, they had, uh, oh, what was his name? Orpheus for a while, and then they killed him off. Mm-hmm. And then they have Batwing, and then they got rid of the interesting Batwing, and then came up with... Uh, they, in, they retconned a son for Lucius Fox. It's like, oh, come on, seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, that's when I lost interest in the character. It's like, we want to be more Batman. We want to be more Gotham based. It's like, the thing was cool about Batwing, he was the African Batman mm-hmm. working under the auspices of Batman Inc. Mm-hmm. Sigh. Uh, so now I've seen you in another version of Falcon at uh, Big Wow. Yeah, that's, two years that's ago. the fourth version of the costume. Mm-hmm. So that was the one that. Kind of rare in comics, in the first, in the uh, the previous run of Captain America where they did the Winter Soldier storyline and the Death of Captain America storyline, there's a point in the Death of a Captain America storyline where his costume gets destroyed and mm-hmm. he puts on the new costume. And uh, Natasha's like, oh, I like that it has kind of callbacks to your original costume because <laughs> you usually don't. Nobody talks about the fact that your costume's completely different. Yeah, no, Except cool. for when Superman went electric blue. Right. They're like, what's oh, up with that? I hated that costume. Uh, another cheap ratings ploy. Wow. <laughs> so the, um, yeah, that's the, uh, my fabric falcon. Nice. So. Yeah, no, I liked it. It was great. I liked uh, you and Will as Cap and Falcon. Yeah, like, Paul Nurse in the UK made that for me several mm-hmm. years back. Nice. So served me well. How many of these costumes are committed, like, from scratch commissions versus your your vulturing, as you say, over some um, modifying it. It kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm a vulture, if I find something that's going to fit me, I'll mm-hmm. take take up on it. But I would say probably uh, probably uh, two to one, two commission, one, two to one commission to versus. <laughs> carry on feeding. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. No, I, I you know, I'm so. curious. The, uh, and when, now when you do commission, how much of this, I, I know clearly you're going to do a lot of the research. Do you also do the fabric and material hunting and send that to them or? It depends. It depends on where they are. Uh, when I was in the UK visiting, uh, Laban and Paul, we actually did a little bit of fabric shopping and material shopping over there. Mm-hmm. But, um, with Brian in Florida, I usually see him a couple of times at cons and whatnot. So it depends on what the fabric he wants to be. He'll say it's going to be the fabric like I make my GLs out of, but yellow for Sinestro. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I kind of try to, I'm trying to stay away from the ones where you have to do the face paint. Or, mm. Although for, you know, for Big Wow, that's an exception. But man, and I discovered very quickly that water-based versus alcohol-based makes your life so much easier. Yeah? All right. Because the alcohol-based, the first time I did Sinestro at uh, Comic-Con, oh my gosh, I was in the freaking bathroom scrubbing that stupid... I had to go to Target to buy more, you know... Rubbing alcohol to get mm-hmm. that because that stuff does not want to come off, and it's mm-hmm. funny because people think, "Oh, it stays on forever." No, it doesn't. It doesn't mm-hmm. stay on forever. Mm-hmm. It rubs off on way too much, mm-hmm. but to get it out of something takes forever. Mm-hmm. So, whereas if you use the water base and seal it well, 
it'll last almost as long as the alcohol base and cleanup is like less than half an hour. Mm. Yeah. Good point. Although with, you know, with steel last year, because the bald wig was covering, you know, most of my head, mm-hmm. that wasn't so bad because I just had to get the, you know, the part of my face that was exposed. Mm-hmm. But with Sinestro, oh my gosh. And if I ever did that again, I would buy some gloves mm-hmm. and paint the gloves, not my hands. Yeah. I mean, there were we- weeks later, mm-hmm. I would find pink places I didn't know for. It's like, seriously, you know, nice. like the inner ear. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, mildly embarrassing, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what would you say out of all of these charity events and con- conventions you've been to has been your best experience in a costume? Best experience in a costume? Man, I think um, I put together a small group last October. Uh, City of Hope, one of my colleagues at the university's wife is a nurse there. Mm-hmm. And so he had mentioned he had mentioned that, oh, they're, th- they're thinking, you know, would you be interested in doing this Halloween party they have? And I, I rescheduled what my class was supposed to do that day so I could go. And there were five of us. But Zach Luna does a killer Spider-Man. But there was a moment. I did GL. Uh, I, I c- recruited one of my buddies from church to do CAP. Will did Superman, Scott did Batman, but there was this uh, this little black kid in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Don't know his name because of all the privacy issues and whatnot, but he was wearing a Spider-Man costume. Mm. And when he saw Zach, his eyes got huge. I mean, his face just lit up. Mm-hmm. And I found out from my friend's wife that he was really special to her. So I asked Zach, Zach, do you have any really high quality pictures of yourself as Spider-Man? And he did. So he sent it to me. I took it to our graphic center and got it printed up really nicely. Mm-hmm. You know, really nice photo quality paper. Mm-hmm. Bought a frame for it and then had Zach sign it, mm. you know, to my to my pal Hang Tough Spidey. And then gave it to my friend to give his wife to give to the kid. Oh. And that's just, you know, and I don't know his name. Don't know if I'll ever see him again. Mm. But just the look on his face. And what was also cool is the doctor who runs the... Uh, the picnic every year mm-hmm. and you've done the picnic yeah but uh, she dressed as gloria Gaynor oh. and had a boom box playing i will survive nice but just it just and so i think a lot of as well as the patients and their families mm-hmm. just the doctors and the hospital and the nurses and the hospital staff just get such a kick out of it mm-hmm. and just you know if you can be goofy and have fun wearing costumes and make people's you know, smile mm-hmm. who haven't in a while or who are facing some really serious illnesses. Oh, yeah. That makes it worthwhile. For I sure. mean, you know, cons are fun and all that, but the charity events are really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I, I've only done one or two, but uh, it's, um, and you know what it, what it is? Scott's always tried to rope me into more of them, and I've always had to turn them down either because something else is going on, or more often, I don't feel I'm at my superhero fighting weight, <clears throat> and I don't want to. I, uh, I, I have a fear in my head of meeting some kid and then just going like, oh, you know, here you are uh, letting yourself go there, Superman or whatever, and you don't want that. Um, I realize I'm probably overstating that, but you know how it goes. You just you want to look your best and um, represent the character. Uh, along the lines of best experience, uh, have you had any uh, comical mishaps in costume? Mishaps in costume. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I, I did, uh, I have a Mr. Terrific, 
uh, again, one of the few black characters DC's had over the years. He was in the Justice Society. Mm -hmm. And a case where the white character still existed, but they established that the black character was a protege of the white version. But (laughs) after painstakingly gluing, you know, painting the letters fair play on Mm -hmm. each sleeve Mm -hmm. and, you know, using fabric fabric to glue them onto the leather jacket mm-hmm. one of the letters falls off oh, no. and it just happens to be the letter i oh no and so my running gag was it's all fun and games until you lose an eye oh. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately they still had that style of letter at uh at joanne so mm-hmm. i just paint up another eye and glued it back on nice so yeah haven't worn that one in a while but uh, <laughs> uh yeah the fun of the last minute costume repair and where's the nearest joanne's where's the nearest ralph seriously go? um so out of everything you know what is your uh, favorite costuming event whether it be a convention or a charity oh i would boy big wow's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun it's just a lot of i mean the the thing i've learned and I still have the delusion of keeping my real air quote life mm-hmm. separate from my costuming life, although it's starting to bleed. Mm-hmm. Last year, well, you were there at my fiftieth birthday party. My my bestie and his wife and many others conspired to throw this on, but I was, you know, Damien and his girlfriend show up as shield agents at my condo, and it's mm-hmm. like, get suited up, super ham. It's like, mm-hmm. really? and I tried, really, really. <laughs> So, and like you, it's like, oh, yes, I'm in better shape than I used to be, but I still wish I was in more better, yes. more better shape. Yes, yes. But um, it's the people. I've met some really amazing people mm-hmm. in the past seven years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as with any hobby, you there are people who's like, oh, you are what they used to call a pill in the 60s. You're hard to take. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the rarity. It's... People are generous, they're nice, they're helpful, they're encouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on your side, they're on your team. I mean, there are a couple of prima donnas. I haven't seen this show, Heroes of Cosplay, because A, I think reality shows are the devil, because I'm a writer, and I have a lot of actor and writer and producer friends and director friends whose jobs are, you know, who don't have jobs or who get put out of jobs because of all these cheapo reality shows. They're like the crack cocaine of TV. I understand. But, but I understand that because these alleged reality shows have to create conflict that they've been trying to, you know, going to real costume, conv- real comic book conventions, real costume contests, and trying to stage things or rig things. It's like, no. So it's not really reality anymore. Well, oh my gosh, no. No, I Say it ain't so, Bob. I know, but... It, it's not funny. real. But it's just this whole notion of, you know... I don't know. It's just weird. I've I've never understood. I I don't know. Maybe when I was a kid, but people love to be on TV or or think they want to be on TV. It's like no, you don't. You don't <laughs> want to lose your pride. I tell my students, you don't want to become a star. You don't. I've been I've I've been security. I've had I've taught several college students who were child stars. Some of them continued with their career afterwards. Some of them, you know, found other things, other callings in their life. But you know, big public event and. He's going to the bathroom, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, it's like, can you wait till he comes back from the bathroom to ask him a question mm-hmm. seriously? Do you mm-hmm. really want that? Right. I don't think you really want that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Some people, I think maybe they do. 
it's like that great line from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I love you and you love me and we all love each other. And that's showbiz because mm-hmm. none of us got enough love when we were children. Huh. Um, I, I was going to say, I actually went out of my way to watch uh, Heroes of Cosplay because Kevin and I were going to review it. But by the time we got to it, it, it had long since aired. But now season two is coming, so maybe we'll get a oh, review Oh, joy. Then. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, I know a couple of people on there. So uh, my hope is to get them on and have a proper interview about it because I don't want to just review it because I got issues with it but on the other hand I don't know I mean because I can relate to it to a degree because it is about the hobby you know like all right but then there's another part of me going like but this isn't really what the hobby's about I think part of the problem is the people make the producers of this show don't really respect the hobby yeah they're just trying to make a quick buck yeah and because of that that's problematic. I, there, there's been a huge debate within the nerd community about Big Bang Theory. Oh, I mean, Will Wheaton was one of the most harsh critics the first years of the show. But what they don't realize is the people who make this show are real nerds. Mm-hmm. I have a buddy from church who's a writer on the show. Mm-hmm. And these are real life. They're not just making fun of nerds. They are nerds. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they are us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they are us. Yeah. You can kind of tell what they're doing there. But some people are still kind of offended. It's like, but I think with Heroes of Cosplay, they're not us. Mm. They're they're like, ah, those guys are crazy. The people making it. The people making it. Yes. The people making the show. Mm-hmm. They just want to make a book. Yeah. Right. Which, that's their right to do, but that means they're exploiting, A, the hobby, and B, our friends who are on the show. I'll have to get into this more when we dedicate an episode to it, but yeah, my... my biggest thing is I felt it was misrepresenting what it was all about mm-hmm. and uh, it was focusing way too much on the conflicts most of which I know had to be staged and all about the competition and I know some people do live for masquerades but that's uh. not that's not me it's not most of us it's not what we do uh-uh. and I feel like well it sucks that we're not showing <clears throat> you know if anything it's almost making them look kind of crazy and I'm like that's really not cool because that's not it's not how it kind of is but eh. and all the all sci-fi cares about is are the ratings good right how much is the budget right is it worth it right and of course focuses on all like the pretty girl cosplayers oh, of course yeah, very few guys are in there oh it's like if you, you what's the old thing you could have the most painstakingly recreation of you know whatever character in mm-hmm. gundam or whatever and then throw in a very very attractive young woman wearing a very skimpy outfit. Winner! <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it's an unfair world there. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, so, oh, so you've chosen Big Wow. You're gonna go with Big Wow. Oh sure? yeah. Okay. It's just just it's it's a nice break. Yeah. With with good friends who become better friends over mm-hmm. the years and and don't forget the van trip no the van <laughs> evil trip evil android davy crockett a classic american <laughs> tale coconut radio for the win you know i, I was talking to uh, uh, terry about this and we were saying how you know, Gallifrey's getting crazy. It's now starting to sell out. It's it's, it's yeah. It's I just I found out the tickets were on sale right. last year, and it's like oh, they're already sold out. It's yeah, like, it, it's it's blowing me away. And Comic Con seems to get harder and harder and harder every year. I don't have right now. I don't have a pass to Comic-Con. right. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I've got will. I've got two friends who are. I've got three possibilities. Mm-hmm. I had four, but one evaporated very quickly. It's like excuse me, wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but. It's, Converse to that, even though Big Wow is a smaller convention, um, you know, I was talking to her, I said, you know, it's weird is that, like, 
the first couple years I went, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. This is like the first year I'm like really looking forward to it because it's not these sort of cons. It's a much more relaxed, go have a good time. It's not like it's sold out. It's not corporate. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, and it's just comics. You know, yeah, there's some media there. What? What? Comics? Yeah, That's know. crazy talk. I know. So this is where I want to just do nothing but superhero <laughs> costumes, no Doctor Who. And yeah. I think some of the coolest things at Big Wow, um, a couple of years ago, we were at the dinner Friday night. I don't know mm-hmm. if you... Were you there the Friday night for yeah. dinner? Mm-hmm. But I was sitting across from, it turns out to be Steve Englehart, mm. who created Kilowog. Uh-huh. And, uh, but I was just, you know, kind of listening, eavesdropping, and then I finally said, excuse me, are you Steve Englehart? But it's awesome. You know, I bought another another copy of Green Lantern Corps 201 and had him sign it. Nice. But you can't usually do that at you know last year i'm chatting with neil adams who tells yeah. me a great story about how they wanted to call john stewart lincoln washington hmm. and he he found out from denny o'neill that it was julia schwartz's idea hmm. and so he marched into julia schwartz's office and said you can't call him that that's a slave name they're oh, gonna they'll wow. kill you wow and so they said give him a normal name mm-hmm. And so that's how we got John Stewart instead of Lincoln Washington. Nice. Greenland. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you don't get... No. You no. don't get that at other places. It's just too big and too corporate. And when you do have famous people, they're whisked off by security into the black hole of whatever hotel they're staying at until you run into them at the bar. And, right, right. Or in the swimming pool. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's what I like. It's, it's a little more centralized. It's not like, look, I hang with all my good friends. Uh, some... Some newer, some older, but it's great. We're going to get Scott in this year, which I think will be awesome. Yay! And, uh, With 100% more Sebring. 100% more Sebring. Yeah. Actually, 200% more Sebring. That's right, 200% more Sebring. And, and we get uh, to kiss the fish. Yeah, kiss the fish. And uh, and oh, original Joe's. I can't wait to eat Oh, my again. gosh. Yeah. Uh, Psycho Donuts. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's all this stuff that I... It's, it's kind of taking the place of the vibe I used to like about 10 years ago at Comic-Con. In a lot of ways. And it makes me worried, like, well, how long till Big Wow gets yes, taken seriously. over? Because I feel like every con now is getting this. But for right now, it's great. And uh, and we, I noticed it was getting bigger last year. I wonder how big it'll be this year uh, in terms of attendance and so forth. But I think the vibe will be great. And I'm glad they're so welcome to cosplayers. And, you know, I know Valerie does her thing. And she is she emceeing the, the masquerade again this year? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And they, no, did, they did that fashion show last year. That's right. Kind fashion of show. I forgot. So, yeah. No, I'm just... I'm really, I'm really, yeah, I'm really stoked. Plus, I got some new costumes to really, because I haven't had, like, new costumes for Big Wow before, so this will be kind of neat. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about a that. world premiere. World premiere. Big Wow premiere. I think it's interesting how, quote-unquote, nerd culture seems to be exploding. Yeah, and it's not, and I, I keep saying this to people, it's, I do not see the tide breaking. It seems to just still be expanding like the universe, which is cool in a way, but it's like, you know, everything seems to have its phase. And I'm like, when do we reach the end of the mainstream geek comic book phase here that we're in? And I just don't see it. I, I just think it's fascinating it. that that nerd culture is huge, and yet the comic book industry as a whole is in the turlet. Right. It still hasn't really come out of its tailspin, you know, has it? And I think the studios really regard comics as fodder for tentpole movies. Sure, at this point. And that's really, you know... I think Time Warner should be, you know, somebody should be smacked, mm-hmm. or they should be smacking themselves because 
you know, with Marvel's master plan, with what they did, brilliant. And they're so far behind trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows? Evidently, Goyer said they're not going to try to build a coherent movie universe, which is, I think, to their detriment. Oh. But oh. Um, who knows? But no, it's what I think is really encouraging, though, is more women, mm-hmm. more ethnic minorities, because mm-hmm. it used to be mainly male, mainly white dudes. And it's not that way anymore. You know, blurs are not unusual. It's you see true. them. It's true. And it's not just because there are more black characters, because there are not that many more. Mm-hmm. But um, you see them. Yeah. No, and you're right. It's uh, it's because of these movies, and and the cartoon can't downplay the DC animated cartoons. When nope. it comes to animation, DC still rules the school. Yeah. And uh, and how they're still bringing in the, the new generation of fans, I think more so than the comics did. Oh yeah, yeah. But I got to be fair. When I was a kid, although I read the comics, and I love the comics. Uh, what my first exposure were things like Superman the movie and Super Friends and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I had to have that initial who who are these guys, and then go oh, and there's these comics. And I had an uncle and a cousin who were all into that who totally brought me in under the wing on that. So, so, like, Super Fringe was the gateway drug. It kind of was. It kind of <laughs> was. And that's kind of why I like Justice League so much, because it's like the adult version of Super Super Friends, you know. it's uh, Yeah. You know, it's kind of like they it, it grew up a little bit. You know, I still love Super Friends, but, you know, it's a bit simple. It's what you want. <laughs> a bit simple? I'm, I, I have nostalgia. I have serious nostalgia for that show <laughs> that will that will protect it from, from super harsh criticism. Super harsh criticism, but... Uh, but yeah, no. I, I, to me, Justice League is still like the best show. That I done. wish there, there's a rumor that's been floating around that they're going to reboot what? Young Justice, or oh. that they're going to relaunch Young Justice. Oh, really? I don't know. Because what it went off the air? Why? Because the toys didn't sell or something? That's the rumor that yeah. the toys. Did, I mean, same thing with Green Lantern, where because the movie flopped, the toys didn't sell. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, why do a second season of the series? Right. But I hope they do because they were just. Re- I mean, it was a great show. Oh yeah. But they had just revealed that Darkseid was the silent partner mm-hmm. that the with of the light, right. and the show gets canceled. Yeah. It's like great. I thought they had a five year arc planned for that thing. I'm not sure what their arc was planned, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Justice League, Un- Justice League, and then Justice League Unlimited. They thought they were done at the end of season one of Unlimited because uh, they wrote the la- the the, the original what was intended to be the series finale. Tied in Batman Beyond, we find out that Terry McGinnis is biologically Bruce Wayne's son. Okay. Because Amanda Waller hacked his D- hacked Bruce's DNA. Right. Okay. And uh, and had Bruce's DNA override McGinnis's father's DNA, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then they got picked up for another thirteen episodes, so they did the cool Legion of Doom arc. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I did wonder about that, but I <clears throat> I, I I love all of Justice League. It's, yeah. No. It's. It's great, and the late Dwayne McDuffie, and one thing I miss about Comic-Con since his passing is I met him at Comic-Con, and we would get together at Comic-Con for conversations, and then then he passed away unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. But um, no, as the head writer of the show, he just, as, as somebody who loved comics and knew story, that show coheres so well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Bruce Timms, you know, starting from Batman the Animated Series... Mm-hmm. Through the end of Justice League, all of that's one massive, cohesive, shared universe. Right. And Kevin Conroy has the record for most voice appearance. I mean, I I don't know if it's a world's record, but he played Batman on all the different shows from both Justice Leagues, the crossover episodes of Superman, 
both versions of Batman, you know, Batman animated the new adventures mm-hmm. and Batman beyond mm-hmm. just, you know, great run. Yeah, no, fantastic run. And I, I still, I like a number of the one shots they're still doing. I just wish that it's nice that they're still doing any kind of output, but I'm at the point where I'm like, and okay, we had green lantern, which was kind of different and young justice, which isn't part of that universe, but still very good. Yeah, no, no, no. They actually, Young Justice is supposedly set on one of the 52 DZ Earths. Okay, right. So. And then and Brave and the Bold, which I enjoyed as well. I didn't like it at first because it was it, it, so... It did have to grow on you. Yeah, well, yeah. at first, uh, it was very cute. Yeah. That's Damien's words. Mm-hmm. And then they realized, okay, we can be cute, but go a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. And that episode with Phantom Stranger and the Spectre, that was dark. Oh, that my was, gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was written by uh, uh, Paul Dini. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. That's you know they've had some good ones. The the one with the Flash, the Marvel family. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that they licensed the Wonder Woman theme from the ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> and Clock King had that appearance. Uh, and, uh, that one with the what was it? The and their take on Aquaman. Outrageous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a fun <laughs> show. It's I admit it's no Justice League, but it's a it's a fun show, and it's a great uh, launch pad for a lot of very very minor characters that you wouldn't normally. What a beast. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, ambush bug, right. Did Ambush Book make an appearance? In the finale. Go watch the finale. <laughs> oh, with Batmite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Cancel? Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're, this... re- they're releasing it on uh, Blu-ray finally. Uh, the whole run? Mm. Well, they're starting with season one. Okay. They'll probably get there. Cool. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Ah, just... You know what? I'm going to have to sit down and watch Batman again because I didn't watch enough of that when it was on. I watched everything else they but They need Batman. to do a box set of Batman Animated. They haven't done one? I mean, Blu-ray. Oh, Blu-ray, yeah, Like a yeah. special edition Blu-ray. I mean, they, yeah. they do... The box set of all the individual volumes collected, that's out of print. I mm-hmm. mean, if you can get your hands on one. Because mm-hmm. all the box sets after they released the individual seasons had, like, a bonus disc. And, right. You know, a book or something. But mm-hmm. uh, I figured, I bought the box. No, I can't double dip everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Blu-ray would be great for all those. I mean, it would transfer beautifully, I'd imagine. So. They put uh, they put Justice League on Blu-ray. Oh, did the they? The first two seasons, they need to put Unlimited, too. Oh, okay. And then Green Lantern Animated, Warner Archive just released it on Blu-ray. Okay, that's good. Which I haven't opened mine yet. I'm sure it looks great with the CGI. But... Sure, sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, anything modern would look good. But yeah, no, they... If only, you know, it's sad. I remember going to see Superman Returns in the theater and being very disappointed and walking out. And then at that time, I was just going, because I watched Justice League for a while, like because season one, then I lost track of it because I dropped cable. And then I would, I would just picked it back up. So I was just finishing season two, going into season three. Oh, you mean the uh, Thanagarian invasion? Yeah. So, that was brilliant. So I got home. I'm all down about it, going, ah. Uh, and I popped in that finale of season two and went, oh, my faith got restored. <laughs> was, that was, but the way, and again, McDuffie. The brilliance of Dwayne McDuffie to to set to to have it so that Shiera was always there as a mole, mm-hmm. and then to keep her officially off the roster, mm-hmm. the first batch of episodes of Unlimited, mm-hmm. until we find out that she's been chilling in Doctor Fate's tower the whole time, mm-hmm. and to not reveal, you know, they take the vote, we never find out the result of the vote, right, right, and then the episode where she comes back full time is called Raise the Dead. It's a Solomon Grundy episode, mm-hmm. but we find out that. 
They didn't vote to expel her. She quit, mm-hmm. but they accept her back in. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, brilliant. And then they put her back in the opening credits the next episode. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I wish yeah. live action shows would have the attention to detail. Yeah, and they usually don't. No, they don't. No. Or, or the two-parter, uh, the Western, two, the, the time travel two-parter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when they go back to the Old West mm-hmm. and meet some of DC's Western heroes, right. they actually use the Justice League original you know the the western magnificent seven style boom 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 i remember they yeah. use that theme as a western motif mm-hmm. for their big showdown with the bad guys yeah it's just really uh. really good attention to detail in that show really good uh okay cosplay or costuming is there a difference oh come on seriously uh it's tomato tomato it's like black some, and some people it's like black and african-american All right. i usually say costumer costuming costumer mm-hmm. versus cosplay okay all right it's just a, it's just preference but both mean the same to you just let's call the whole thing off bob six and one half a dozen okay yes. all i right. said that to a student once i'm like i don't get that mm-hmm. my dad says that six and six it doesn't matter oh, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh. kids these days uh have you had a common misidentification for a character you've been <laughs> Uh, Abby Polakow did uh, an awesome Booster Gold Smallville style for me a couple years oh, ago. Oh, cool. Very cool. Which uh, I break out from time to time. But uh, we were waiting in line for a panel at Comic-Con, and we hear this tap from, on the window from inside, mm-hmm. and this this woman holds up a sign, We love you, Green Lantern, which is a callback to the Booster Gold episode right. of JLU, which was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I've had some really funny misidentifications for people thinking I was one of somebody else, which is I was at an RPF gathering at Disneyland last year and a guy was talking about, oh, good seeing you again. And I'm like, yeah, you meet so many people and you know. Mm-hmm. And then he starts describing and he says, WonderCon. It's like, wait a minute. It's like, yeah, you were Green Lantern, right? It's like, which one of my fallback characters. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, yeah, my pictures, my, my kids and I took pictures of with you at WonderCon, and I was out of town for WonderCon last mm-hmm. year at a conference. It's mm-hmm. like, that was my friend Terrence. <laughs> and I, I hear stories from Terrence and Eddie that, you know... It, Same thing. Reversed. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, three black dudes in the West Coast and SoCal, some of their costumes overlap. Two of us do Black Lightning, two of us do Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> Nice. Uh, do you uh, do you like doing Black Lightning? Is he, uh, like, do you do classic Super Friends Black Lightning? <clears throat> no, uh, actually, Black Lightning was never on Super Friends. That was Black Vulcan. All right, I got it mixed up. I'm they sorry. did not want to pay Trevor Eden and Tony Isabella mm-hmm. royalties, so they created their own version. Mm-hmm. Of course, a couple years later, they paid Jerry Conway or Gary Conway for Firestorm, and mm-hmm. then Marv Wolfman and George Perez for Cyborg. Go figure. Um. Although I have a, uh, I have a Black Vulcan action figure when they, the Mattel series. Nice. Um, I I do Black Vulcan or Black Lightning from time to time. Again, he's because of some of the, actually, he's not even that many cartoons now. He had they had some interstitials on DC Nation, mm-hmm. and they actually introduced his daughter, Thunder and Lightning, which I thought was weird. Hmm. Um, and then there was a version on Brave and the Bold, right? A much younger version, but. From time to time, I, it's an easy costume because it's basically just you know top bottom boots, mm-hmm. mask, mm-hmm. gloves. Right. So, and it's a cool costume. 
And that was DC's first black hero to have his own book. Oh. Didn't last long the first time. Mm -hmm. Didn't last long the second time either. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> there's a pattern developing. <laughs> I see. I see. Oh, usually it happened this year at uh, at WonderCon. I mean, Black Lightning. Ooh, static. Oh. Which considering, and I ran it as I was leaving, I ran into a static. It's like, dude, we got to take a picture. And we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it was a great static. I was surprised that they never, you know, granted the Milestone characters were supposed to be in a different reality mm -hmm. or a different Earth than the prime DC universe, and now they're blended. But I, I'm surprised they never forged a relationship between Static and Black Lightning somehow. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it seems like a no Because their powers are basically the same. Mm hmm Except for Static can fly and Black Lightning can't. Right. Unless you're taking vast liberties with the character. Although he wasn't, he was in the... Uh, Oh, Batman, Superman, uh, what's the name of that book? Oh, uh, Public Enemies. Mm -hmm. He was in that, the movie, which was the first Batman, Superman, or oh, was that Superman? That was Superman, Batman. Mm -hmm. I miss the title world's finest for the guys. I mean, I they have it for Huntress and Power Girl now. But right, right, right. Yeah. They're not, and, and they're, they're cute because, oh, it's not world apostrophe yes, it's world's S apostrophe R R R because they're from Earth too. Mm -hmm. We're so clever. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, tell me about Red Arrow. We haven't talked about Red Arrow. Ah, uh, it's funny. I was um, Dick Grayson is probably more reflective of my personality, just in terms of Dick. Even though he's gone through stuff, mm. he's a lighter character. But Roy is the bad boy. And if classic Teen Titans, even before new, well, classic Teen Titans and then new Teen Titans, mm -hmm. you know, Roy is who I, Roy is who you kind of wish you could be because he's the bad boy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, I was surprised they went there on Young Justice yeah. with, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's like, this is not a kid's cartoon because mm -hmm. they introduced his fling with Cheshire and uh, <clears throat> all that stuff. Right. But uh, no, I like, uh, yeah, the Arrow characters, uh, Red Arrow and then Green Arrow from Smallville and now Arrow on Arrow. Mm -hmm. Wondering how long they're going to wait till they, they got, well, they're, they're going to take that Roy Harper directly to Arsenal. Oh. So they don't have the red green dilemma. Oh, okay. But no, that that's another that's another uh vulture. Uh Brian Parsley made it. It's a great costume. Uh one of these days I need to get him to remake the the jerkin out of leather versus pleather. I'm not a big pleather fan. Mm -hmm. Leather may be uncomfortable, but at least it will absorb sweat. Mm -hmm. Whereas pleather reflects sweat. Mm -hmm. So you just based in your own juices. It's yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. Mm. But it's a great costume. No, yeah, it looks... Uh, I know. Nice. And I've, I've been able to... Brian did it with his Green Arrow. He does the definitive Green Arrow. And he had Mike Grell and uh, Neil Adams sign his quiver. So mm. I've met them both at conventions, and I had them both sign my quiver. Nice. So, Very nice. But that was... that uh, The Hard Traveling... It's called now The Hard Traveling Heroes, but the Green Lantern Green Arrow from the 70s. From, oh, cool. That is probably... That was really DC's biggest success with trying to be relevant with trying to marvelize mm -hmm. and it was organic it made sense they're not you know and we got so many great plot elements out of that you know uh speedy drug problem uh green or uh, uh john stewart as as the backup green lantern mm -hmm. you know just it it was just one moment in time. They did a storyline recently that tried to revisit aspects of it. It's like, no, 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 no. 
you can't recapture lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. you're trying too hard it's very mm-hmm. forced and derivative mm-hmm. but that was a really you know it's an amazing run and it's you know worthy of the many times it's been reprinted and collected I need to read those again because I remember uh, checking those out in my back issue catalog. And mostly, of course, uh, like all comics I bought back then, hey, that cover looks neat, and then go, oh, wow, there's a lot more to this. So, yeah. And the sad thing is the run wasn't really that long Mm -mm. because the book got canceled because of low sales. Mm. So, And when they relaunch it, it's basically just Green Lantern. Yep, yep. Well, it's a star that burns, what, bright? Twice as long? Yeah. Right. Uh, Out of all these costumes, which one's your favorite? Which one's my favorite? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we haven't even... Well, we we mentioned the Superman costume briefly, but I don't know. There's just something cool about strapping on that Mm S-shield. Strapping on, or just having that S-shield on underneath, whether it's underneath your... For how... For... uh, for Halloween last year, it was on Thursday, and I taught, but I had a Superman t-shirt on under my, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I had, what was my class? I think it was my fantasy class, which mm-hmm. we actually did a, a, we did a couple weeks on superheroes in the class, but uh, there's something cool about that. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, as we both said, we're more Superman than Batman. But yeah, there's just something you know. The cape can be unwieldy. It's not, it's very impractical. Ed, Ed the mode is totally correct. No capes. But True. man, something about yeah, yeah. You're nothing else is quite the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something about that classic, classic Superman. I know that one. I mean, I got the Kirk Allen, but I know one day I'd like to do the classic, either comic book or Chris Reeve mm. super suit. But of course, it all matters getting back in shape and something hey, you can wear it. Come yeah. on. Come on, work out with me, man. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I I have now, um, right now I have three Superman, three super suits. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a Superman return style, but I had, um, I'm blanking the bronze armory guy's name. Can you think of it? I met oh, him a couple years ago. Bronze armory. Yeah, he does bronze armory. He's based like in either NorCal or MidCal. I'm blanking on his name, but anyway, I asked him to when when Grant Morrison. The only intelligible thing in Final Crisis for me mm-hmm. is the fact that there was an Earth where there was a black Superman and a black Wonder Woman, mm. and it's it was inspired by the President Superman uh, uh, renditions that were going around before uh, President Obama was elected the first oh, right. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's basically you know without it's basically the Obama inspired Superman. But I asked him if he could cast the the Superman Returns S Shield in the reverse colors, like the Superman of Earth twenty three, mm-hmm. and he did. So hmm. I have that, and then I have a Reeve style, and then I have a second Reeve style, which mm-hmm. right, <laughs> yeah. I, so uh, I, yeah, I, mm, I I would love Reeve or Superboy one of these days. What say what Superboy. The early Superboy, John Hames Newton Superboy. Okay. Yeah. Is there what aren't aren't both Superboy costumes basically based a lot on the Reeves costume? They're similar. The biggest difference is uh, how the cape. Oh, uh, how the cape attaches. And, uh, the S. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So like the like the the, the Hames Newton is like a strict comic book S. Right. And it's and it's a little bit smaller. And then uh, Hames or Gerard Christopher, his first S is gigantic. 
and then it but it's not Alex Ross gigantic because it's pretty gigantic. Are you serious? It's pretty gigantic, and then it finally kind of finds a mid size for season three that they stick with, and then his cape like goes from more of the Reeve attachment to like super pads like John Byrne, and then they find a mid ground by season three again. So that that's, those are really it's funny because you, unless you see all of the episodes together, you don't always notice. I did notice that some one of the versions I don't know if it was the Newton or the uh, Christopher, the S was more pointy more sharp than roundy because the, the reeve i mean more like this comes down to a strict point i feel like you're thinking of the season two suit there myself but yeah i think are. i think it's the first christopher suit mm-hmm. um the man of steel suit i really you know that's i know a lot of people didn't care for it i think it's kind of cool because it's spacey it looks like alien technology well it fits for what they were going for it's not my idea of a superman suit because i don't I'm, I'm not a big fan of all this let's add all this texture to this suit yeah but some people i mean kelly loves he's all about the texture no okay okay some people just love the fact that if, on a big screen yeah you want texture versus flat therefore mm. make the x-men costumes out of leather instead of spandex because Texture. Leather has its own I, texture built in. I, I see that. And, and, I with the, see and with the spider suits, again, you get these web patterns mm-hmm. and the, you know, the honeycomb shape and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. I I guess. I just feel like somebody described Superman suit as looking like dirty kickball material. And I thought, yeah, Dirty kickball material. That's, well, I remember when they first released the pictures of Amazing Spider-Man. It's like, it's spotting basketballs. Yeah, yeah, Man. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just think there's got to be a bit more of a mid-ground. I don't want to see the... And, of course, I miss the trunks. I want the trunks, but... I'm a uh, traditionalist. I really, I'm really i the guy who can't get you, into you've, Smallville. You've, because... you've, you've heard the speech about the trunks, right? The speech about the trunks? Yeah, what Zack Snyder and the others have said about the trunks. That, that that style was based specifically off of circus strongmen of early 20th century. Mm-hmm. And this is the 21st century. That doesn't That paradigm doesn't fit anymore, so... And if you notice, when they redesign all the costumes for the new Fifty Two, nobody's got Trump. nobody's got briefs. Mm-hmm. Batman, no briefs, no briefs. You know, they got rid of Green Lantern's brief type things before the new Fifty Two when they redesigned his costume after uh, Rebirth. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I just wish that they had a little bit more yellow in it. And I, yeah, yeah, I, I see why they. You know, that's why they kept the yellow oval. As an homage to the belt, but mm-hmm. their belt assembly thing or the yeah. weird Kryptonian. I, I just believe it, it, there's, there needs to be something there to break it up. That's the, that's the biggest thing, you know. And I don't know. Again, it, I the problem is that my Superman's already been done. Yes, <laughs> this is true. And I, it's it right now. That's like the holy grail for costumers because they, you know, the Spider Man has been figured out very well. The oh, the Holy Grail is Man of Steel. Oh yeah. Right now, in terms of costuming, mm-hmm. if you look at a lot of the boards, you know, RPF, etc., people are trying to find that just that right combination. You know, do you puff paint it? Do you have find some place that will do the the real, you know, the real printing on the fabric mm-hmm. with the right type of texture? Blah 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 blah. Hmm. And all I want is a good reef suit, <laughs> 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 or or a Nick Hammond suit. Um, so, uh, what, uh, what has been the most important thing you've learned in this hobby? The most important thing you've learned? Mm-hmm. You, you, you. Me? The most important thing I've learned. Um, hmm. 
Well, there's the old, there's the saying, uh, do it first or do it best, which, uh, that's, that's, you know, the, the uh, costuming arms race, you mm -hmm. know, who can get there first. Right. I don't know. I, I think the most important thing I've learned is that there are some really amazing people and just don't judge somebody based on any, on anything, mm -hmm. whether exterior or interior, everybody's different, uh, People need to be, be be a little bit more patient and gracious to others. I mean, some people can get just really crappy and yeah. judgy. and But no, just have fun. Good heavens. Mm. Or adults dressing up in costumes. Right. <laughs> get, too get, get over yourself. Mm -hmm. um, would you say you've uh, learned any particular new skill sets in this hobby? I have my best advice. Uh, somebody was interviewed me a couple of years ago for a website, and my advice to somebody starting out is find one thing to get really good at mm -hmm. that people come to you. And the one thing that I latched on to quickly is I'm good at at airbrushing, especially airbrushing boots, mm -hmm. because I still I just did a pair for somebody. You know, I found the right. I found the right colors for the Green Lantern. It's called Pearl Green by Createx Airbrush Colors. And if you do a good job, it looks amazing. Hmm. And I've done, you know, I, I think I was vis visiting Laban for a con in England, and our feet are about the same size. And, and he was admiring my boots. I said, oh, just take these. I can do another pair. So, <laughs> and, you know, a super friend in need is a super friend indeed. indeed. But I've done boots for one, two, three at least four different Green Lantern costumers who aren't me. <laughs> That's cool, though. <laughs> Which is kind of like, huh. but get good at one thing. Wait, start wait. start there, and then mm. you can branch out. What what do you use for uh, the boot base? Are they just like leather boots or what? I whenever possible, I, I prefer real leather. Mm -hmm. But I've used the the, the Captain One Hundred boots. Mm -hmm. I had a pair. I got, I must have gotten an off pair because those things like exploded. I I got to wear them like twice for. Twice, maybe three times for con, and they just disintegrated, mm. which which was a big bummer. Mm -hmm. But I prefer leather because it's just uh, it's leather versus yeah. leather. Right, right. But sometimes it can be prohibitively expensive, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, a couple of uh, wrap up things would be uh, one. You've been talking about a lot of different people that you commissioned. Do you want to give any of them a shout out of cool people or, or resources people can check out for potential other costumes? Those out there who um, seek craftsmen. I mentioned Steven Meisner and Solo Roboto Industries here in LA. Uh, Brian Parsley in Panama City, Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, Kelly doesn't really do commissions that much anymore. He's kind of, kind of, pretty much out of that. Yeah, not not for costumes. And if it is, it has to be like just the right project. It yeah, seems, yeah, yeah. So we won't. Um, <clears throat> uh, Laban Bodero in the UK. Mm -hmm. Uh, really good at sculpting like cool masks and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Abby Polakow here in LA. Um, who else? Oh, Chris Mueller, uh, Nerd Taylor from mm -hmm. God Save the Queen. You'll have to send me links or Facebook pages for all these people so I can put yeah. them on the page because, yeah, they all sound like great resources. Oh, yeah. Of, like, two amazing, them, amazing, so. amazing stuff. Uh, I think one pe thing people don't realize is that if you're going to commission somebody 
this is their livelihood. So, you know, if they quote you a price, don't say, oh, that's too no, it's like, this is your, you know, are you going to go into a surgeon and say how much for this surgery? $6,000. Oh, that's too much. I'll pay you for No, it costs what it costs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the best thing to do is if you have a major project and you start contact somebody, start saving, you know, work out a payment plan or start setting aside your money or take an extra job for, for, you know, have some disposable income that can go to the project because, you know. Or it depends on how good you want to make. I mean, a lot of people also, this is where your creative mind gets in to go, okay, I can afford this one really expensive piece, but for this other thing, I have to figure out a workaround. Mm-hmm. Maybe you upgrade later. You know, that's how yeah. it works, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how I tell people to go. It doesn't always have to be perfect right out of the gate, as long as it looks pretty good, as long as the read is there. Yes. And then you can... And having it. worked in film, mm-hmm. one of the most surprising things you find out is some of the stuff on film is some of the most cheaply made. It yeah. looks great on film, but right, when you right, see right. it in person, it's like, whoa! Mm-hmm. I've had friends, uh, my, my buddy Marcus Zimmerman in Florida, he and his wife are just opening their own cool bar. Uh, nice. Nerd bar. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, he has a Crichton costume uh, from Farscape, mm-hmm. and he met, uh, why am I blanking on the actor's name? Ben Browder? He met Ben Browder, mm-hmm. and Ben Browder looked at his costume and says, I wish my costume was this well made. Because, huh. you know, they didn't bother. They just wanted something that was going to look great versus something that was going to be durable mm-hmm. and that you would wear multiple times for cons. I can see it. Yeah, well, it's a lot like uh, I hear the original Star Trek props are pretty Oh, much, my gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen some of those. It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look great on screen. The fan replicas like, kick it up a notch. But then we're like, but it's not really accurate because it wasn't used on screen. Uh, <sighs> I know. It's uh, it's the, the age-old story. Um, so where can people find you online to you know learn about more of your cosplay stuff? <laughs> I hide. <laughs> you hide. You don't want to give anything out. Um, no, I'm, I'm on Facebook, but... Generally, you have to know somebody who knows me to get in. Okay. But you know me, so... Yes, I know you, but <laughs> listeners. Listeners, listeners uh, yes. Um, no, that's... Yeah, you know, I've never tried to search for myself because I can find myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, you know, some people, they have a whatever, a podcast, a blog, a Twitter or something. and You know, I do tweet. It's mm-hmm. Tom Dave LA. Okay. So... All right. I don't tweet enough, but yeah, <laughs> I do tweet. I'm with you there. I it's like when, when something that. strikes my fancy, I tweet. Like these people who are obsessed with it's like I have a real life. I can't yeah. be on my electronic device. Pretend yeah. life, right? Tweeting all the time, yeah. Even though it's one sentence here and there, but that's still, yeah. I hear you. I'm not like he anymore. missed the forest for the tweets. <laughs> Oh, very nice. Um, well, uh, we'll probably be back talking about Big Wow when it's all over, because as Woo-hoo. we record this, it's two weeks away, a little less than two weeks away. So, uh, yeah, right around the corner. San Jose. Big Wow. Big Wow. Um, but all right, I think that about wraps it up, unless you have any final thoughts. Be excellent one to another. <laughs> Party on, dude. All right, Tom, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Bob. All right, and we'll be back with more Shop Talk next week on Costume Station Zero. Thank you.